ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله Today then we move on to this new section where it mentions the topic of Su'udhan Billah Having the bad suspicions of Allah Having the bad suspicions of Allah Having the negative thoughts relating to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala فَسُؤُضًا بِاللَّهِ خَطِيرٌ So having this evil suspicion or bad suspicion relating to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is very dangerous لِأَنَّ حُسْنَ الظَّنِ بِاللَّهِ مِنْ وَاجِبَاتِ التَّوْحِيدِ because having the good thoughts of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is from the obligations of tawheed from the obligations of tawheed is to have the good thoughts of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and as for having the bad thoughts and the bad suspicions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then that is something which negates and goes against the tawheed. وَقَدْ وَصَفَ اللَّهُ الْمُنَافِقِينَ بِأَنَّهُمْ يَظُنُّونَ بِهِ غَيْرَ الْحَقِّ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described the hypocrites as having the incorrect and evil thoughts regarding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah said in Surah Ali Imran, Ayah number 154, يَظُنُّونَ يَظُنُّونَ بِاللَّهِ غَيْرَ الْحَقِّ ظَنَّ الْجَاهِلِيَّةِ يَقُولُونَ هَلْ لَنَا مِنَ الْأَمْرِ مِنْ شَيْءٍ قُلْ إِنَّ الْأَمْرَ كُلَّهُ لِلَّهِ That they think regarding Allah other than the truth with the thoughts of jahiliyyah that they have those suspicions of Allah which are not upon truth rather they are the suspicions and the thoughts of jahiliyyah that they have regarding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then the ayah continues وَأَخْبَرَ عَنْهُمْ فِي الْآيَةِ الْأُخْرَى أَنَّهُمْ يَظُنُّونَ بِهِ ظَنَّ السَّوْءِ In another ayah, it is highlighted 
how they the munafiqun they have the evil suspicions and the bad suspicions of Allah it mentions in al-fath ayah number 6 wa yu'adhdhib al-munafiqin wal-munafiqat wal-mushrikin wal-mushrikat that Allah punishes the hypocrites, male and female, and the polytheists, the mushrikun, male and female, those who think regarding Allah, the evil suspicions and the evil thoughts, the bad suspicions and the bad thoughts. قال الإمام ابن القيم رحمه الله تعالى الإمام ابن القيم said فسر هذا الظن أو فسر هذا الظن بأنه سبحانه لا ينصر رسوله وأن أمره سيضمحل that one of the meanings of this bad suspicion they had was that Allah would not aid his messenger that Allah would not aid his messenger and that his command would disappear it has also been explained and mentioned that the meaning of it is that what happened to him what happened to the messenger was not by the decree of Allah or by the wisdom of Allah. And that is again, of course, an evil and bad suspicion and thought of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَفُسِّرَ بِإِنْكَارِ الْحِكْمَةِ وَإِنْكَارِ الْقَدَرِ وَإِنْكَارِ أَنْ يَتِمَّ أَمْرُ رَسُولِهِ وَأَنْ يُظْهِرَهُ اللَّهُ عَلَى الدِّينِ كُلِّهِ so this evil suspicion that they had, it could mean that they rejected the wisdom of Allah in what occurs, that they rejected the decree of Allah in what occurs, that they rejected that the command of his messenger would be fulfilled and that he would be made superior and apparent upon all of the religions. وَهَذَا هُوَ ظَنُّ السَّوْءِ الَّذِي ظَنَّ الْمُنَافِقُونَ وَالْمُشْرِكُونَ فِي سُورَةِ الْفَتْحِ So these are the evil thoughts and the bad suspicions that the mushrikun they had regarding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah would not aid his messenger or that what happened to his messenger was not by the decree of Allah or that it was not by the wisdom of Allah, all of these evil and unbefitting thoughts of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَمَنْ ظَنَّ أَنَّهُ يُدِيلُ الْبَاطِلَ عَلَى الْحَقِّ إِدَالَةَ مُسْتَمِرَّ يَضْمَحِلْ مَعَهَا الْحَقِّ so whomsoever thinks that falsehood will eventually overcome the good and the good will disappear. أو أنكر أن يكون ما شر بقضائه وقدره 
Or somebody who rejects that what happened is by the decree of Allah. They reject that the occurrences took place by the decree of Allah. أو أنكر أن يكون قدره لحكمة بالغة يستحق عليها الحمد. Or if a person denies that something happened by the wisdom of Allah, rejects the wisdom of Allah in an affair occurring, then all of these types of affairs, they are from the evil thoughts and the evil suspicions uh, regarding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And these types of thoughts and types of suspicions, they are the types of thoughts and suspicions that the kuffar used to have. The way that the kuffar thought about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what they said about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَوَيْلٌ لِلَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا مِنَ النَّارِ وَأَكْثَرُ النَّاسِ يَظُنُّونَ بِاللَّهِ ظَنَّ السَّوْءِ فِيمَا يَخْتَصُّ بِهِمْ وَفِيمَا يَفْعَلُهُ بِغَيْرِهِمْ وَلَا يَسْلَمْ مِنْ ذَلِكَ إِلَّا مَنْ عَرَفَ اللَّهِ وأسماءه وصفاته وموجب حكمته وحمده فليعتني اللبيب الناصح لنفسه بهذا وليتب إلى الله وليستغفره من ظنه بربه ظن السوء How many people there are who have these evil thoughts and suspicions of Allah especially in things that happen to themselves when something happens to them that they don't like then they have the evil thoughts and the evil suspicions against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the people who are free from that, who will not fall into that, are those who have a deep knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They know the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَلَوْ فَتَّشْتَ مَنْ فَتَّشْتْ لَرَأَيْتَ عِنْدَهُ تَعَنُّتًا عَلَى الْقَدَرِ وَمُلَامَةً لَهُ وَأَنَّهُ كَانَ يَنْبَغِي أَنْ يَكُونَ كَذَا وَكَذَا فَمُسْتَقِلْ وَمُسْتَكْفِرْ وَفَتِّشْ نَفْسَكَ هَلْ أَنْتَ سَالِمٌ So no matter who you look into, who you investigate, you will find that some people, they have this severity when it comes to the issue of the decree and blaming it and saying it should have been like this and if only this and if only that. So people have this lack of patience and lack of understanding regarding the events that occur in this life and the events that may occur to them from that which is pleasing to them and that which is not pleasing to them, that they begin to blame the decree, or they begin to blame or have evil thoughts of Allah in His wisdom in the affairs. Very few people are safe and sound from that. The Shaykh says, look at yourself. Examine yourself. Are you safe? 
from those types of thoughts? Are you clear from those types of thoughts? وَقَالَ ابْنِ الْقَيِّمِ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ ابْنِ الْقَيِّمِ رَحِمَ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى also said فَمَنْ ظَنَّ بِهِ أَنَّهُ لَا يَنْصُرُ رَسُولَهُ وَلَا يَتِمُّ أَمْرَهُ وَلَا يُؤَيِّدُهُ Whoever thinks that Allah's Messenger will not be given success and that his messengership will not be successful and that he will not be aided وَيُؤَيِّدُ حِزْبَهُ وَيَعْلِيهِمْ وَيَظْهِرُهُمْ بِعَدَائِهِمْ وَيَظْهِرُهُمْ And that Allah will not aid His servants, the believers, and make them victorious over their enemies. وَأَنَّهُ لَا يَنْصُرُ دِينَهُ وَكِتَابَهُ And whoever thinks that Allah will not give victory to his book and to his religion. وَأَنَّهُ يُدِيلُ الشِّرْكَ عَلَى التَّوْحِيدُ وَالْبَاطِلِ عَلَى الْحَقِّ إِدَالَةٌ مُسْتَقِرَّةٌ يَضْمَحِلُّ مَعَ التَّوْحِيدِ وَالْحَقِّ إِضْمِحْلَالًا لَا يَقُومُ بَعْدَهُ أَبَدًا فَقَدْ ظَنَّ بِاللَّهِ ظَنَّ السُّوءِ So whoever thinks that the religion will not be victorious and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not aid his servants and will not give them victory, will not aid his book and his messengers and his religion and that they will be overcome by falsehood instead, that falsehood will overcome the truth and the truth will disappear. Anybody who has these types of impressions and thoughts against Allah, that this would occur, truth would be overtaken by falsehood, and the religion would not be victorious, then that type of person has the evil and the bad thoughts. Regarding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَكَذَلِكَ مَنْ أَنْكَرَ أَنْ يَكُونَ ذَلِكَ بِقَضَائِهِ فَمَا عَرَفَهُ وَلَا عَرَفَ رُبُوبِيَّتَهُ وَمُلْكَهُ وَعَظَمَتَهُ Whoever denies that the things occur by the decree of Allah, whoever denies that what happens is by the decree of Allah, then that individual has not understood Allah, does not know Allah, does not know the rububiyyah of Allah, the lordship of Allah, nor does he know the kingdom of Allah, the dominion of Allah, nor the greatness of Allah. A person who claims or thinks that the decree is not from how the affairs occur. The decree is not what is written for the affairs. A person who rejects those types of things, uh, then that type of person does not know the greatness of his Lord, the power and the might and the dominion and the kingdom of his Lord. وَكَذَلِكَ مَنْ أَنْكَرَ أَنْ يَكُونَ قَدَّرَ مَا قَدَّرَهُ مِنْ ذَلِكَ And whomsoever rejects that Allah has decreed something upon the way He has decreed and the wisdom, the great wisdom, the praiseworthy wisdom that is deserving of praise upon it 
Whoever does not recognize the decree of Allah that Allah has decreed or that he has or other than it is by the wisdom, the great wisdom that is deserving of praise. وَظَنَّ أَنَّ ذَلِكَ إِنَّمَا صَدَرَ عَنْ مَشِيئَةٍ مُجَرَّدَةٍ عَنْ حِكْمَةٍ وَغَايَةٍ مَطْلُوبَةٍ and thinks that things just occur because of an independent will uh, without any wisdom or any objective. If a person thinks in that way, then they are all examples of the bad thoughts and the evil thoughts against Allah. وَأَكْثَرُ النَّاسِ يَظُنُّونَ بِاللَّهِ غَيْرَ الْحَقِّ And many of the people, many of the people, they think these evil thoughts or bad thoughts, bad suspicions against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. أَكْثَرُ النَّاسِ يَظُنُّونَ بِاللَّهِ غَيْرَ الْحَقِّ غَنَّ السَّوْءِ فِيمَا يَخْتَصُّ بِهِمْ وَفِيمَا يَفَعَلُهُ بِغَيْرِهِمْ وَلَا يَسْلَمْ مِنْ ذَلِكَ إِلَّا مَنْ عَرَفَ اللَّهِ وَعَرَفَ أَسْمَاءَهُ وَصِفَاتِهِ وَعَرَفَ مُوجِبَ حِكْمَتِهِ وَحَمْدِهِ And many of the people they fall into that. Into not recognizing the greatness of Allah, the decree and all of the affairs that occur. And when something happens to them, they are not able to remain patient upon that. And they begin to have bad thoughts and evil suspicions. And the only people who are safe from those thoughts and suspicions are the ones who know who their Lord is. They know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they know regarding His wisdom. فَمَنْ قَنَطَ مِنْ وَأَيْأَسَ مِنْ so whomsoever loses hope in the mercy of Allah, whomsoever loses hope in the mercy of Allah, then that is also having the bad thoughts regarding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that you lose hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that is bad thoughts regarding Allah. وَمَنْ يَظُنُّ أَنَّهُ يَتْرُكَ خَلْقَ أَنَّهُ يَتْرُكُ خَلْقَهُ سُدَى مُعَطَّلِينَ عَنِ الْأَمْرِ وَالنَّهِي لَا يُرْسَلْ إِلَيْهِمْ رُسُولَهُ أَوْ لَا يُرْسِلُ إِلَيْهِمْ رُسُولَهُ وَلَا يُنْزِلُ عَلَيْهِمْ كُتُبَهُ بَلْ يَتْرُكُهُمْ هَمَلًا كَالْأَنْعَامِ فَقَظَنَّ بِهِ ظَنَّ السُّوءِ Similarly, if anybody thinks that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala simply created us and then left us without purpose, left us without any goal or objective, left us without commandments or prohibitions, and that he will not send to us his messengers, nor will he reveal to us his books, but he will just leave us without purpose, without goal, without objectives, then again that person has thought the bad and evil suspicions and thoughts of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah would not leave us without goals, without an objective, without a purpose in this existence. Allah would not leave us just like the cattle, the cattle that graze and eat and drink and sleep and mate. 
That is the way of the animals. As Ibn al-Qayyim mentioned, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not just leave us like that. Rather, he created us and gave us purpose. But if you do not understand that, you do not accept that, then you have again had these evil and bad thoughts of Allah. If you believe that he created us and left us here without any purpose, وَمَنْ ظَنَّ أَنَّهُ لَا يَجْمَعُ عَبِيدَهُ بَعْدَ مَوْتِهِمْ لِلثَّوَابِ وَالْعِقَابِ فِي دَارٍ يُجَازَى الْمُحْسِنْ فِيهَا بِإِحْسَانِهِ وَالْمُصِيئَ بِإِسَاءَتِهِ وَيُبَيِّنُ لِخَلْقِهِ حَقِيقَةً مَخْتَلَفُوا فِيهِ وَيُظْهِرْ لِلْعَالَمِينَ كُلِّهِمْ صِدْقَهُ وَصِدْقَ رَسُولِهِ وَأَنَّ أَعْدَاءَهُ كَانُوا هُمُ الْكَاذِبِينَ فَقَدْ ظَنَّ بِهِ ظَنَّ السَّوْءِ Similarly, if a person thinks that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not resurrect and gather his servants, مَنْ ظَنَّ أَنَّهُ لَا يَجْمَعُ عَبِيدَهُ بَعْدَ مَوْتِهِمْ He thinks that Allah will not resurrect and gather his servants after their deaths. لِلثَّوَابِ وَالْعِقَابِ for that remuneration, for the reward that Allah will give them, or the punishment, in that afterlife, in that residence, where the righteous one will be given the reward for his righteousness, and the one who did bad will be given recompense accordingly to his bad, and that Allah will clarify to his creation, يُبَيِّنُ لِخَلْقِهِ حَقِيقَةً مَخْتَلَفُ Allah will clarify and make clear on that day the reality of what the creation differed over. Meaning, those upon Tawheed and those opposing them upon Shirk. Those following the messengers and the messengers and those opposing the messengers and the messengers. All of that, Allah will lay, lay it clear and make it clear on that day. And therefore, it will be made apparent to all of creation. To everyone in creation, it will be made clear the truthfulness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the truthfulness of His Messenger. And that the enemies of Allah, the enemies of the messengers, it was them. They were the liars. They were the ones who denied. If a person doesn't believe all of that's going to happen, then again you have the evil suspicion against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The evil suspicion and the bad thoughts against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if you do not believe this because then what do you believe you believe that Allah created us without purpose and he's not going to resurrect us and there's going to be no accountability and the truth will not be made clear if that's what you believe then clearly that is from the evil thoughts and suspicions against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like the thoughts and suspicions of the mushrikun, the disbelievers against Allah. Similarly, whomsoever, these are a list of examples of different types of things 
which all come under the classification of having evil suspicions and bad thoughts against Allah. Another example is a person who believes that these actions we do in this world, the righteous actions that we perform, the ones that are done sincerely for his sake, in obedience to him, that they will be lost. That a person believes his righteous actions will just be wasted and gone. And they will just be nullified without any reason or cause from the servant. And a person, if he thinks that Allah will punish him for something that he had nothing to do with it, uh, he had nothing to do with it, and it was not, it was not out of choice from him, nor did he have any ability over that or any intention upon it, in it occurring or happening. And yet he believes Allah will still punish him upon such a thing. And he thinks that he's going to be punished because of Allah's action upon him, not because he had anything to do with it. Or he believes that Allah will aid the enemies upon them with miracles that are typically given to prophets and messengers in aiding them. A person who believes that it's okay and it can be done that the kuffar will be given such miracles over the believers. And that Allah will allow these miracles to occur upon the disbelievers, upon the enemies in order to misguide the believers. وَأَنَّهُ يُحْسِنْ مِنْهُ كُلُّ شَيْءٍ حَتَّى تَعْذِيبْ مَنْ أَفْنَى عُمَرَهُ فِي طَاعَتِهِ يَحْسُنُ مِنْهُ كُلُّ شَيْءٍ And a person who believes that everything is okay and good from Allah, even if he punishes uh, somebody who spent his whole life, أَفْنَى عُمَرَهُ فِي طَاعَتِهِ Spent his whole life in the obedience to Allah. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, despite this person spending his whole life upon his obedience, that Allah would put him in the lowest pits of the fire forever. And that he would bless the one who wasted his life in enmity against the messengers and the religion. And that Allah would raise that type of person to the highest levels. A person who believes either of these circumstances are okay. If Allah wants to punish a person who spent his whole life upon obedience and reward a person who spent his life upon enmity to Allah, the messenger and the religions, if Allah wants to do that, it's all good. If a person believes that type of thing, then again, all of this comes under the evil suspicions and the bad thoughts of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We'll take a break there for the prayer and then after the prayer we'll carry on and finish off the remaining section insha'Allah.
الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه. So carrying on then, we were talking about the evil suspicions or the bad thoughts that the kuffar and the mushrikun had against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a list of some examples of different types of things that can be considered as evil thoughts or evil suspicions against Allah. وَمِنْ ظَنَّ وَمَنْ ظَنَّ أَنَّهُ أَخْبَرَ عَنْ نَفْسِهِ وَصِفَاتِهِ وَفَعَالِهِ بِمَا ظَاهِرُهُ بَاطِلُ وَتَشْبِيهِ وَتَمْثِيلِ وَتَرَكَ الْحَقِّ لَمْ يُخْبِرْ بِهِ وَإِنَّمَا رَمَزَ إِلَيْهِ رُمُوزًا بَعِيدَةً وَأَشَارَ إِلَيْهِ إِشَارَاتٍ مُلْغِزَةٍ وَلَمْ يُصَرِّحْ بِهِ وَصَرَّحَ دَائِمًا بِالتَّشْبِيهِ وَالتَّمْثِيلِ وَالْبَاطِلِ وَأَرَادَ مِنْ خَلْقِهِ أَنْ يَتْعِبُوا أَنْ يُتْعِبُوا أَذْهَانَهُمْ وَقُوَاهُمْ وَأَفْكَارَهُمْ فِي تَحْرِيفِ كَلَامِهِ عَنْ مَوَاضِعِهِ وتأويله على غير تأويله ويتطلب له الوجوه والاحتمالات المستكرهة والتأويلات التي هي بالألغاز والأحاج أشبه منها بالكشف والبيان وأحالهم في معرفة أسمائه وصفاته على عقولهم وأرائهم لا على كتابه بل أراد منه من لا يحمل كلامه على ما يعرفونه من خطابهم ولغتهم مع قدرته على أن يصرح لهم بالحق الذي ينبغي التصريح به ويريحهم من الألفاظ التي توقعهم في اعتقاد الباطل فلم يفعل بل سلك بهم خلاف طريق الهدى والبيان فقد ظن به ظن السوء Whoever thinks also as another example now that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has informed us about himself, his names, his attributes, his actions, has informed us about himself on those affairs in a way, in a way whereby the apparent of it is resemblance and comparison. And he left the clear and precise method of explaining that and the truth of that that a person who believes Allah has given us indicators regarding his names and attributes only has given us indicators and at that far-fetched indicators where we have to then interpret and infer and deduce from them what the reality is if anybody believes Allah has left us upon this type of ambiguity, left us on this type of confusion without clearly telling us about his names and attributes, then again that is another form of the evil thoughts against Allah. Allah didn't leave us in confusion and ambiguity. Allah didn't just give us far-fetched signs or indicators that we then have to work out and read between the lines to get to the truth. Allah gave us the clear ayat regarding his names and his attributes. Didn't leave us to have to work out our own interpretations 
our own deductions that may well obviously therefore lead to falsehood, false interpretations and false understandings based upon our own intellects. Allah didn't leave us to do that. Anybody who thinks that, then again he has thought the evil and the bad thoughts against Allah. Allah clarified this aqeedah to us, the names and the attributes to us. Allah made that all clear. They are from the ayat. There are the clear ayat of the Quran, the names and attributes. Another example. وَمَنْ ظَنَّ أَنَّهُ هُوَ وَسَلَفُهُ عَبَّرُوا عَنِ الْحَقِّ بِصَرِيحِهِ دُونَ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَأَنَّ الْهُدَى وَالْحَقِّ فِي كَلَامِهِمْ وَأَمَّا كَلَامُ اللَّهِ فَإِنَّمَا يُؤْخَذُ مِنْ ظَاهِرِهِ التَّشْبِيهِ وَالتَّمْفِيلِ وَالظَّلَالِ وَظَاهِرُ كَلَامِ الْمُشْرِكِينَ وَالْحِيَارِ هُوَ الْهُدَى وَالْحَقِّ a person who believes that he and those who came before him, they phrased or expressed and spoke about the truth frankly and clearly and precisely, but Allah didn't and his messenger didn't. Allah and his messenger left us upon ambiguity, but he and those he follows, he believes they have come along and clarified and spoken it clearly now, whereas Allah and his messenger didn't, and therefore they believe the truth and the guidance is in their speech, but as for the speech of Allah, then only the apparent is taken, which is resemblance and comparison and misguidance. A person who thinks that type of thing, then that is the worst of the evil suspicions against Allah. That Allah didn't clarify, but we have clarified. That his messenger didn't clarify, but we have clarified. A person who has that type of thought, then that's from the worst of the bad thoughts against Allah. So all of these different categories that we've gone through. وَمِنَ الظَّنِّينَ بِاللَّهِ غَيْرَ الْحَقِّ ظَنَّ الْجَاهِلِيَّةِ And Ibn al-Qayyim said, So all of these types of people with all of these examples that have been given, those who think along those lines and those types of things, then they have all fallen into having the evil thoughts and the evil suspicions and the bad thoughts against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and thinking about Allah in a manner and with things that are not the truth. Thinking uh, uh, against Allah falsehood. Thinking about Allah in that which is not true. And thinking about Allah in the ways of jahiliyyah. How they would have their evil suspicions against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. انتهى كلام ابن القيم في بيان من هم الذين يظنون بالله غير الحق ظن الجاهلية ومن أراد استيفاءه فليراجعه في زاد المعاد والله المستعان
Sheikh al-Fawzan says these are, or this is where the speech of Ibn al-Qayyim ends. All of that was a quote of Ibn al-Qayyim, that section. So here, that's where the quote ends. Within that is a clarification or a mentioning of the different types of people who are considered to have had evil suspicions against Allah in their thoughts. Uh, and so, whoever wants more detail, wants a greater amount of detail, and uh, wants to elaborate on these points further, then you can go and check in the book of Ibn al-Qayyim, known as Zad al-Ma'ad. In English, it's available to provisions for the hereafter. Provisions for the hereafter. The book Zad al-Ma'ad. Book by Ibn al-Qayyim where he talks about the seerah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and various incidents from the life of the Prophet sallallahu benefits to be extracted, etc. So in that book he goes over this topic in more detail, the Shaykh says. Whoever wants that detail, then he can refer back to that book Zad al-Ma'ad, the provisions of the afterlife or the hereafter. That brings us to the end of that subsection. The new subsection is Al-Istihza' Bishay'in Fihi Dhikrullah Mocking something which has within it the remembrance of Allah. Mocking something which has within it the remembrance of Allah. What do they call it? Acts of ridicule, that's it. Acts of ridicule uh, so acts of ridicule, they've said there, mocking or ridiculing anything related to Allah and His Messenger and the religion basically. Mocking or ridiculing anything related to Allah, His Messenger and the religion. And what is the ruling on that? And are there examples of that ruling are there narrations about where this is spoken about? About mocking the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? That's what you can investigate this week. We'll start that section next time. Any questions up to there? We'll leave the final little bit of time. On any questions, comments anybody has? So these types of people, philosophers and modern thinkers, people who think they are intellectual, logical, rational, they say, look, we judge with our mind. We have intellect, we have ability, we have our minds. Let's look at things and let's see what's right and what's wrong. We can judge with our minds. So they look at the Quran and the Sunnah, and what fits with their logic and their rationale, they will accept. Whatever doesn't fit with their logic and rationale and their way of thinking, then they will reject. Or they will distort it to something that their minds can accept. And that is from the olden times, the scholars, they used to say about the people of innovation, their greatest, or not greatest, but one of their problems, one of their problems and the reasons why they went astray when it comes to aqidah is because of this principle of theirs, taqdeemul aql ala naql. 
that they give priority precedence to their logic, their rationale, their intellect, their mind, over and above what is in the texts. If something in the Quran and the Sunnah matches their logic and rationale and intellect, they'll take it. If it doesn't, they'll reject it or change it so it can fit with them. But that isn't how the religion works. In the narration of Ali ibn Abi Talib, لو كان الدين بالرأي لكان المسح على باطن الخوف أولى من ظاهره أو كما قال that if this religion was based upon intellect and rationale and logic, then when it comes to wiping on your socks, when you make wudu, you can wipe on your socks. Your logic would have told you wipe on the bottom because that's where the dirt goes. That's what your logic and your rationale and your intellect would have told you to do, but that isn't what you do. Because the sunnah tells you you wipe on the top. The narration of Umar ibn Khattab, when he kissed the black stone, he said, uh, had I not seen the messenger kiss you, I wouldn't have kissed you. I know you're just a rock. You can't benefit me or harm me. But had I not seen the messenger kiss you, I wouldn't have done it. Meaning, he's doing it because it is a sunnah. It is from the religion, revelation. Not about your intellect and your logic and your rationale. So this is a big problem with the intellect, the, these philosophers and these so-called modern thinkers and many of them even call themselves sheikh and they interpret things upon their own logic and their own understanding. That's why the scholars, they say too, when you go to those types of people, philosophers and thinkers and you ask them about the tafsir of this or that, have a hundred of them in a room and ask them, you will end up with a hundred opinions everyone with their own opinion their own intellect whereas the religion left us upon one pathway one guidance not everybody just work it out how you think it should be the opening sections of the alkar after the prayer it is mentioned that they can be done out loud and they are it's in al-bukhari that when you begin your adhkar after the salah, it should be done in an audible voice. And then the remainder can be done in not such an audible voice. But there is a sunnah, it is mentioned in Bukhari about doing the adhkar after the prayer in something which is audible. Everybody claims they follow the Quran and the sunnah. It's very rare for the people of innovation to claim that they follow the methodology of the sahaba. Because if they make that claim, it's very easy to debunk that claim, to refute that claim. The Sahaba, their methodology is known. Their methodology is written down from the time of the Salaf, they were writing books. It's not like books were written hundreds of years later. The Salaf, in the first three generations, wrote books. So now if the Brailwis or the Sufis or whoever it is say they are following the way of the Sahaba, we can say, let's check then. We have books from the second century written by the Tabi'een, the students of the Sahaba. Let's see what the students of the Sahaba said about the names and attributes. Because the students of the Sahaba will obviously have learned what they are saying from the Sahaba. So let's see then if, if they were upon what you're saying that the Sahaba were upon. You can't find any of the students of the Sahaba from the Tabi'een saying that hand means power and Allah descending means the, uh, Allah's angels descend in the last third. Not a single one of the tabi'een, not any of the books of the Salaf say that. So then how can you claim you're following the Sahaba? Show us the books. 
where the Sahaba said what you're saying then or the Tabi'een said what you're saying. You'll never be able to find those books from the Sahaba, from the Salaf, those upon the righteous pathway in those early years. None of them said what the Sufis say. Their leader, Ahmad Raza, Brelvi, whatever, born just now the other day, how many years ago? And now they're going to say we're following the Sahaba. So that claim is easy to refute as long as a person understands and studies the books of the Salaf, the books from the early uh, uh, generations, from the early centuries, because those scholars at that time, where did they get that knowledge from? It's all connected. They took their knowledge from their teachers, from their teachers, from their teachers, and it all goes back to the Sahaba. From the time of the Sahaba, they were writing down things. When the Tabi'een wrote their books in the second century, third century, they wrote quotes from the Sahaba. So you can read in their books what the Sahaba used to say about this issue, that issue, what they used to say about the names and attributes, etc. It's all there. The Tabi'een quoted the Sahaba. So you can see what the opinion of the Sahaba was on X, Y, and Z. So if they come along and say the Sahaba used to believe what we believe now, you can show them the books in the books of the Salaf, you're lying. It is not what the Sahaba believed what you are upon. Last question. So some of those people of innovation, the Asha'ir and others, they accept some attributes like the seven that they accept, which are linked to life, as they say, and they reject all the rest of them. Other groups reject all of them. Other groups accept the names. They reject the attributes. Could they be considered to have had su'udhan? Potentially, because they, their error occurred from that line of thinking. So when they said these names and attributes are not suitable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it was because they began with a principle that was correct. The basic groups of innovation when it comes to names and attributes, two basic groups, the Mu'attila and the Mushabbiha. The Mu'attila who rejected the names and attributes of Allah did so because they said, if we affirm them, then we might start going into resemblance and comparison. Hand of Allah, the eyes, the face, we may open up a door to comparison and resemblance. And Allah obviously cannot be compared or made any resemblance with, which is true. So they said, okay, to be sure we don't open up that door, let's just close it from the very beginning and say that Allah doesn't have any names or attributes. And that way we can definitely make sure we're never ever going to compare Allah to creation. So that is a type of suwadhan or at least it's a misguided dhan at least. Ibn Taymiyyah said it still didn't work. Because when they did that, by very default of it, they compared Allah to nothingness. Ibn Taymiyyah said they worship Adaman. Adaman. They worship nothing. If Allah has no names, no attributes, then they are saying Allah is nothingness. The other side, the Mushabbiha, they said, look, Allah, He gave us these names and attributes. We have to accept and affirm them, which is correct but then they said Allah wouldn't give us these names and attributes in a way which is ambiguous or confusing to us which is also true so they must mean what we understand they can't be anything else so if Allah says he's got a hand it must be the hand that creation has Allah says he's got eyes or face it must be what we have because Allah wouldn't tell us or 
speak to us or talk to us in a way that we don't understand. So it must be these things. So they went to exaggeration in affirmation. Whereas the others went into exaggeration in tanzih, in saying that Allah is free of defaults, of uh, deficiencies. Correct. But to go to the level of re uh, refusing or rejecting the names and attributes, incorrect. They went to the other opposite. We have to affirm them. How can you reject them? But affirm them so much that they began comparing resemblance and comparison to creation. So both of them have, you could say, it could probably be said, and I'm sure that will be in the books of Aqeedah, that this is a type of su'udhan that they had billah, that they didn't understand and they didn't comprehend the reality of the names and attributes of Allah and had these thoughts that this isn't befitting or that is befitting. And they were not, they were opposites of what they thought. But we'll have to round off on that for tonight. Inshallah ta'ala, this week remember the conference in Birmingham, Wednesday and Thursday, two-day conference in Birmingham, Wright Street, the Salafi Publications Conference. Uh, and then uh, we'll carry on Saturday, inshallah, 7 p.m.